Welcome to Sassy Nation Football 101. <laughs> wow, it's the Sassy Nation Fantasy Football episode number one. So I'm going to break down for you the quarterbacks um, for football fantasy. Now, many people have Josh Allen as number one. Um, that goes without saying. I, I believe everybody believes that he's the next Tom Brady. He's the next guy in the league. Um, I really believe Joe Burrow is the next Tom Brady. But anyhow, without further ado. So, okay, so here's Josh Allen. For the first time in Allen's fantasy career, he's set up to be a risky pick. The Bills lost offense coordinator, obviously, Brian Dabb. Um, he is now the head coach of the Giants in the offseason. And there's talk of Allen running more. He's set to be a second or third round pick in most leagues. Allen is the top of our quarterback board for his floor, but he's not set up and has an appealing value. We suggest you stock up on six-point scorers elsewhere and try to play the value game at quarterback. This was one of the, I'm just reading this off something that I, I uh, copied, obviously. So now, um, I don't really believe that. I really still believe that he's going to be able to throw the ball um, very efficiently. Um, I still think he's a top quarterback in the league, even though the offense is going to look totally different without Brian Dabb there as offensive coordinator. I just really believe in Josh Allen. I think if you look at it from those terms, I still think he is a first, second, or third round pick. I wouldn't pick him as my first overall pick if you have if you have the first pick of the draft and you could go with your fantasy quarterback first, then that's where I would be like, yeah, I may not want to pick him. Um, Patrick Mahomes is number two on this list. Mahomes remains one of the signature players in the league, but this year he has to deal with a nightmare schedule, and he won't have Tyreek Hill to stretch defenses. The Chiefs struggled against two deep shells last year, and this season opponents will challenge KC to assemble patient, high-octane drives as opposed to the quick-strike Chiefs we've we've fallen for in the Mahomes era. Mahomes and head coach Andy Reid are too smart not to figure things out, but Mahomes doesn't strike us as an appealing fantasy value, given his early ADP trends. It's no fun to be out on perhaps the most exciting player in the NFL, but that's where we unforeseeably stand. Okay. I disagree. I still think that he is the high-octane quarterback. I still think he's tops in the league. I still think you have a shot at scoring big points from your quarterback with you take Patrick Mahomes. But like I said, um, with Josh Allen, I wouldn't take Patrick Mahomes number one overall. I definitely can see him being taken in the second or third round. All right, next on the list is Justin Herbert. We'd be an eyelash more pre proactive on Herbert if the Chargers had a better receiving group. 
it's a plus unit, plus not too quite elite. And given the talent the Chargers have assembled on defense, it's plausible that Herbert will have a handful of games where he's, where his, where he's content to hand off, um, and not pinpoint pinball numbers. That said, the AFC West is the juiciest, most offensive-friendly division that we've we've seen for 2022, and we'll enjoy watching the Bolts take dead aim at their first playoff spot in four years. If Herbert slips outside the top 40 in your draft, we'll sign him on consideration. So, so far, I'm telling you, they really don't have high grades. A lot of people in the fantasy world do not have high grades on the first three. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Now, Joe Burrow. Although sacks are as much a quarterback stat as they are an offensive line stat, the Bengals knew they didn't adequately protect Burrow the last two years. No kidding. And they made the offensive line improvements the primary goal in the offseason. Burrow already is in the salad days of his career. His college run included a transfer as he turns 26 in December. But we were not betting against this talent, this moxie, and this collection of skilled talent in Cincinnati. The Bengals might not get back to the Super Bowl this decade, given how loaded the AFC is, but we'll ride with Burrow anytime on our fantasy rosters. That's the guy I had last year, and people thought I was fucking crazy for having him on my team. I got, well, why'd you pick him? That's an interesting pick. Because I knew he was going to break out. He just has that look. He's got that look. He's got that, that talent. He's got that set skill. I would go with Burrow. Go with Burrow. So let's see. Burrow. Comparison with 2001 league numbers. Obviously, we can't really compare because he, I mean, he was hurt. Um, last year, he had 4,611 passing yards. He had 34 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns himself. Um, Josh Allen had 4,407 passing yards, 36 passing touchdowns, six running rushing touchdowns, and I think he's going to run more. Um, Patrick Mahomes had 4,839 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, and he had two rushing touchdowns. Justin Herbert had 5,014 passing yards, 38 passing TDs, and he had three rushing TDs. So and there are some stats right there. So right now, out of those top four, I am going with Joe Burrow. Let's continue. Let's talk. The next four will be Lamar Jackson, then Dak Prescott, then Tom Brady, then Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson. The 2021 Ravens suffered only the second losing season in John Harbaugh's 14-year tenure. Don't bet on that to be repeated this year. If the Ravens stay healthy, hold on. If they stay healthy and get mild improvement from their wideout group, keep an eye on second-year target Bateman. Jackson can push back into his first tier of fantasy quarterbacks. Jackson's low rushing points total last year go down as a stone fluke. When we say regression, it doesn't always have to be a dirty word. There is no, there's a such thing as a positive regression too. That's what the Ravens are aligned for. And if you want to be ready to scoop up some Baltimore profit. All right. 
comparison, okay. Um, he had 2,822 passing yards, 16 passing TDs, and two rushing touchdowns. I, I don't know really. I'm not really, like, sold on Lamar Jackson. I think he is a good, solid quarterback, but I'm not 100% sold on him. I think he just makes the top 10 if you're going to go give me a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he has all, he's got all the moxie. He's got the talent to be one. We'll see if this year is his breakout year, but for fantasy purposes, I would not pick him. Unless you have to pick a backup quarterback. He's a good option for your backup, not not your starter that you would go with every game uh, up to, like, the bye. Dak Prescott. Okay. Dak, let's see what these people have to say about him. Prescott's early fantasy career was, was, uh, okay, by his, um, Strong pass. He had strong passing skills and the resourcefulness to run if available. Perhaps in the middle of his career, it's time to stop baking rushing production into his production. The Cowboys were the top scoring team in the league last year, and that speaks notably to the high level of Prescott's play. He's probably not a threat to the number one scoring quarterback in fantasy, and but his likely ADP makes him a possible profit selection. All right, so let's see his, his numbers. He had 4,449 passing yards, 37 passing TDs, and he had one rushing TD. Tom Brady. Well, let's go with his numbers first. 5,314 uh, passing yards, 43 passing TDs, and two running touchdowns. Brady knew that he was going, knew what he was doing when he left the Patriots. New England's no longer the adequate skill talent to keep him among the league's elite quarterbacks. All right, well, whatever. Um, there's no such problems in Tampa Bay, with the exception of Bruce Aarons. His retirement is going to stick. The Bucks have brought the offensive band back together. Brady can't be ranked with the first tier of fantasy quarterbacks because of how he excludes the running game but he's an interesting value when the second tier comes into play. Yeah, I, I used to always pick Brady as my quarterback in fantasy. Um, could always depend on him. He's still a great quarterback, but he's not the best quarterback of all, uh, of all right now because he's got to deal with all the young talent that's ahead of him. Um, he's a great backup. He's also, if you really want to go for it, He's a great starter, but like I said, I would get him as a backup. Russell Wilson. Let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. I hate that saying. Wilson has a zesty touchdown rate last year. He's always been great at avoiding interceptions with his 7.8 YPA right at his career norm. He's probably getting a change of scenery at the right time as the Broncos have a deep and young set of receivers. Now we saw, if you watched any of the film right now. Um, although Jerry Judy's status for opening day is iffy, Wilson has been a difficult fantasy player to make a profit on. Yes, I would, uh, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Given his popularity and consistency throughout the years, 
But this 2022 draft season should present a rare buying opportunity that could result in a birdie. Will will bid proactively. So now I'm going to go outside the norm. Everybody thinks that like, you know, the Broncos are going to do like this, this massive turnaround this year. And everybody thinks that Russell Wilson's going to do awesome now um, in Colorado. I'm going to go against the grain and say he's going to struggle. He is going to struggle. Um, That's my hot take for the football season. He's going to struggle. Let's look at his numbers from last year. 3,113 passing yards, 25 passing TDs, and two rushing touchdowns. Okay, let's do the next couple. Kyle Murray, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Kyle Murray. Who I see as not a top 10 quarterback. He definitely has a big mouth, but that's basically where his talent is. Um, the Cardinals were the last NFL team to lose in 2021, but that was a distant memory come playoff time when the Arizona was dumped by the Rams. Maurice Camp whispered about possible trade, but the market seems to have cooled on him. He's entering a critical year, even though they picked up his contract and they gave him an extension and they gave him all this fucking money. Um, it's possible Murray could be back in the first tier fantasy quarterbacks in the next year's in the next year's um, league. It's also possible he could slide out of the top 10. A willingness to run again could do wonders for his statistical halt. All right, so his statistics, 3,787 passing yards, 24 passing TDs, and five rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to run more this year. I don't. He did have a high interception rate. Let's see. His interceptions. Well, he did. He had 10 interceptions. Um, his numbers went down in that category by two. Um, 2020 was his best throwing touchdown uh, rate. He had 26. So, I mean, he's, he's iffy. He's right there. To take him or not to take him, that's basically going to be the question. If you're left in a, in, a, in a predicament where all the good quarterbacks are gone, then take him. That's, my, that's what I would say. Matthew Stafford, the champion here from the Rams. Um, he finished last year as QB6 in fantasy, riding the coattails of Cooper Cup, amazing season it's reasonable to expect both players to regress especially with Stafford stepping into his age of 34. Um, fantasy managers who are more reactive than proactive with their QB picks can look to Stafford as an acceptable selection just keep in mind that last year's dream season is unlikely to be repeated. Ready his numbers he had 4,886 yards 41 TDs passing TDs he never got a rushing touchdown. He's not a runner. So the question is, is he going to be able to really continue 
riding the coattails of Cooper Cup. Little things have changed for this team. They don't have OBJ. As far as I know, they don't have OBJ. I still think OBJ hasn't found a team. They don't have him. They don't have some players. Some players retired. But we'll just have to wait and see how the Rams are going to do. I will talk about the Rams later on. Jalen Hurts. Assuming Hurts and newcomer A.J. Brown get on the same page quickly and the second-year wide receiver Deonta Smith takes a step forward, Hurts could improve as a passer in the second full season as a starter. That said, fantasy managers want Hurts to keep his rushing pro- his rushing proactive. Um, he should be drafted in the top dozen quarterbacks. There's certainly an upside. All right, so here's his numbers. 33,000. 144 passing yards, 16 passing TDs, 10, repeat, 10 rushing touchdowns. He's going to run. He's a runner. He's a running quarterback. If he can score 10 last year, I'm going to tell you I see him scoring like 15 this year. That's his set skill. If he's going to use his set skill, but he he has Smith and now he has Brown as his two top wide receivers. If you're going to take Hertz, make sure you get one of his receivers. This is exactly the strategy that I used last year with Burrow. I took Burrow and I took Chase because I knew that he was going to be throwing to him a lot. Got my numbers up, got my points. So always make sure you try to pair a QB with a wide receiver because that's your best bet for numbers and that's your best bet for points. Derek Carr, next one. Um, Carr is reuniting with with Adams, Devontae Adams. The duo was unstoppable in 2012 and 13 at Fresno State, accounting for 38 touchdowns. See, see what I mean? So this is exactly what I mean. So, um, um, Adams' acquisition should push Carr up a tier. Carr is unlikely to even to ever be an MVP, but it's likely that he'll set some career numbers in the ninth season. And this is why. He's paired up with a running running back. He's paired up with a wide receiver that he's comfortable with and he knows. Just like Ch- um, Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. Always try to pair up quarterback and wide receiver. Quarterback, wide receiver. I'm telling you, you're going to get points. You get really good points when you do that. Um, Derek Carr's numbers, 4,804 passing yards, 23 passing TDs, zero rushing touchdowns. Are we surprised? No. All right, next one's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I will just give you his little spin. Rodgers might wonder why he had... He, he was open to returning as a Packers team, but he is here. Um, Rodgers will likely slide into an affordable ADP range as a fantasy manager considers the ordinary cast of characters he will be working with. Um, he did lose his, you know, he did lose Devon Adams, obviously. Um, he has his best veteran receiver in Alan Lazard. His numbers. 4,415 passing yards, 37 passing TDs, three rushing touchdowns. I still think Aaron Rodgers is top-notch. Take him if you, got the, if you have the first couple picks in the draft, 
well, that's wherever you wherever you line up. If you the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth pick in the draft, take Aaron Rodgers. Take him. He's going to put up numbers for you. Take him. All right, Kirk Cousins. I'll just go over Kirk Cousins' numbers. Um, 4,221 passing yards, 33 passing TDs, one rushing touchdown. He had seven interceptions. I don't really think Kirk Cousins is all that's cracked up to be. Um, yeah. Drafting Cousins is the fantasy equivalent of drinking a glass of milk. It's somewhat of a boring choice, but you know it's likely a good choice for you. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he's a top 10 QB. I think he falls in the range between maybe uh, 14, well, 12, between 12 and 15. But he's not a top 10 quarterback. You want to take him? Take him. Deshaun Watson can't talk about because we don't know what the hell is happening with Deshaun Watson. So we're going to skip over him. Um, all right, we got Trevor Lance. Let's just go over some numbers. 3,641 passing yards in his first season in the NFL. Not too shabby. Now, he had 12 passing and two rushing, and his interceptions were high, 17. Now, he was set up to fail by an overmatched Jacksonville coaching staff, starting with the misguided hyper of Urban Meyer. Um, we refuse to think about every scout was wrong about him, but I'm going to tell you, he doesn't look all that's cracked up to be. If he is a generational talent, he should be able to fight through any obstacle because of that talent. And I will just leave it at that. Good backup. Trey Lance may get the start. I believe they're starting him. So, I mean, he didn't really do that much last year. He didn't have that many chances. Um, he did have 603 yards, five TDs, and two interceptions, um, and one rushing touchdown. Um, Lance didn't get to show his skills much last year, but he is in a friendly offensive environment. Would I pick him? No. Great backup. I'm still unsure about how he's going. This is, this is technically his rookie season. I'd pass over it. Tua. Oh, Tua, Tua, Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. This season, for better or worse, we should get an answer if he is the quarterback that we all think he can be. Like I'm going to say this again, I'd pass on him. Pass on Tua. I don't care that Tyreek is down there. I don't care that they, they um, you know, he has some more weapons. He still looks like not a top 10 quarterback. Um, statistics. 2,653 yards, 16 passing TDs, three rushing touchdowns, interceptions, 10. I mean, those numbers are okay. But if you're going to pick him as your quote-unquote fantasy QB, you're crazy. Backup, sure. All right, let's get to some other ones here. Oh, my God, there's like tons of quarterbacks, right? Justin Fields. Oh, people who wanted the Jets fans wanted Justin Fields. Ready? Here's his passing yards. 1,870. 
He passed seven TDs. He rushed for two. He had 10 interceptions. He played in 12 games. Um, Fields falls on the new offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, who spent seven years tied with the with Green Bay offense. He's got a new head coach, which is who's a defensive specialist. So the task in developing fields is on the offensive coordinator. We'll see how this goes. Like I said prior, I'll say it again. I wouldn't take him either as a starter. I mean, I know people are limited with starters, and you have if you have more than twelve people in your league, you're gonna be screwed because you're gonna have to take one of these guys um, and then try to get a backup for your bye week. So that's why if you have the first five picks of the draft, even I'll say the first seven, if you're in one of those top seven, you will have it made with the quarterback and try, like I said, pair it with a wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill, I don't know. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with him. I'm not going to bother with Mac Jones' rookie year. Okay. 3,801 passing, 22 passing TDs. Obviously, he's not a runner. The Patriots still profile as a playoff contender, but it will be on the strengths of the defense and an efficient but boring offense. He made it to the playoffs out of all the rookies. Let me just say that again. He made it to the playoffs with all well, all the rookies did not. If you're going to take a chance on a quarterback, he's the one to take the chance on. Ryan Tannehill, 3,734 passing, 21 passing TDs, 7 rushing touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill is a great regular season quarterback. He sucks in the playoffs, but you won't have to worry about that with your fantasy leagues because mostly all fantasy leagues are finished before the playoffs begin. I don't know of any fantasy leagues that are continuing during the playoffs, but if you want great numbers, Ryan Tannehill's up there, except for last year when he had 14 interceptions. Will that continue this year? I don't know. But the year prior to that was seven, and the year prior to that was six. So he's definitely um, progressed <laughs> and regressed tremendously with those numbers. Um, Jameson Winston, not sure about him. Matthew Ryan, Manny Ice. He looks forward to having maybe a fresh start with um, the Colts. Not sure about him either. I think he's a risk to take. I think Daniel Jones is a risk to take, even though I think Daniel Jones is going to do much better than last year. Jared Goff, another one. Carson Wentz. Then you have Marcus Mariota. Baker Mayfield, I think, is going to win this the competition between him and Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield always puts up good numbers. He does have DJ Moore, but that's all he has, in my opinion. I mean, he does have some, you know, he does have some... Um, um, wide receivers that are, are rookies and whatever not, but we'll see. Um, let me just see if I have anything else here. Hold on a minute. Okay. Um, 
you know, so we'll see. I mean, Zach Wilson's another one. Would I take Zach Wilson as my quarterback? Uh, depends. I mean, I can, you can't predict how quarterbacks are going to be in the, in during the season based on what they do at camp. Now, if you're going to pick Zach Wilson, then you have to get Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson as your wide receiver because he's going to throw them a lot. I can definitely see that he and Elijah Moore have, are building some sort of chemistry in camp. So there's a possibility that that's going to be good. They are playing tonight, by the way. They have their preseason game. So let's see how Zach does before we go ahead and decide if we're going to pick him in a fantasy draft. Now, um, the Jets have stocked the fridge for him. Okay, so they fixed the offensive line. Um, it's too early to declare him another bust. So we can't do that. We have to give him some time. Um, let's see just how well he does. He can run. He had four rushing touchdowns last year. Yes, he had 11 interceptions. It's his, that was his rookie year. Let's see how year two does. Um, there's some good picks for um, backups, too. David Mills, I'm not really high on him. Jimmy, Jimmy G, let's see where he ends up. Mitchell Drapisky is with Pittsburgh. I don't know how that's going to work out. Kenny Pickett is not starting. Then you have Matt Carroll with the Panthers. Um, Matt Carroll is probably going to sit out. Willis, probably going to sit out. Desmond Ritter, sitting out. Sam Howell, sitting out. So, I mean, that's basically all the quarterbacks that you need to know about. I mean, I did mention Sam Darnold because, well, I don't think he's going to win the... I don't think he's winning the competition, unfortunately for him. But he made his bed. Um, let's see. Now, I did break down the Vikings last time. So, in the last assassination one. So, I'm going to just do it again. Okay. <sighs> I can break down every single team. But, you know, it's camp. So, I'm just trying to think in terms of how to break them down when they're just in camp. Because you can't really predict how a, how a, how a team is going to perform during camp. So, I'm going to wait a while. I know I I said I was gonna break them down, so I break down I broke down the Vikings and the and Panthers last week. I was gonna do the Cowboys this week and the Rams, but I'm like, you know what? Let me wait and see, because I've been watching a lot of film and seeing how they how they're doing in camp, and then I'm gonna take how they're doing in camp and then compare it to their first preseason games, which are this weekend. So let's wait and see how teams are in camp. I mean, in preseason games from camp. And then we can break down because I will give you who I think is going to win each division by the time, not next week, but the week after rolls around. Right before September, I will tell you who is going to win. You have my word. I will tell you, I will have my Super Bowl prediction. I will have my division winners. I will have all of that. And I will tell you who to put money down on. Player-wise, statistic-wise. All that good stuff. That'll be in the coming weeks of the show. But so I wrote down all the quarterbacks. 
Um, like I said, the best thing in my strategy has always been I pick the quarterback first, wide receiver next, then running back. And the reason I do that is because you want to pair, you want to try your best to pair up a wide receiver and a quarterback together or, or a tight end. Because I used to always have Tom Brady with Rob Jakowski. I got so many points just from that alone. So we'll talk about strategy next time because there is a certain strategy that you should do and you should use um, to win. Uh, And there's also strategy if you want to (laughs) lose. That means like, you know, um, if you're on those sites like I am on Yahoo, um, ESPN, CBS, where they have auto-picking, do never let the computer auto-pick for you. And I will tell you why in the next episode. I will tell you why you don't want you want to make sure that you can be at that draft and pick who you want to pick. Because chances are if you put them on a list, you're not going to get the best player. You'll get the next best available player, but you won't get the player that works best for you and your team. So we'll go through that next week. So thanks for joining me, and I will talk to you next week.